What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Curtain Bob Show. He's Kurt. I am Bob. It is Wednesday, January 25th here. Curtis, we've got some games to recap. Big weekend this weekend in the NFL. Absolutely. What game are we talking about first? Yeah, absolutely. It was a huge weekend. Lots of fun with the exception of, I'd say, like one of the games. But uh, we'll just start with probably the most fun one, uh, Jags-Chiefs. Uh, that was a phenomenal game. We saw Mahomes get injured in the second quarter, which looked really bad. He came right back out there and just updates as of today. He was walking around like normal at practice, walking around without a boot or anything like that. So looks like he got really lucky with this high ankle sprain that he received in this game. Uh, so great news for Mahomes, and that is important moving forward because, as you can probably tell, the Chiefs did win this game. 27-20, though. Those Jags did cover that 8.5-point spread. Credit to them uh, with a garbage-time field goal with, like, 20 seconds left. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah. try to onside kick it. So 27-20, our final score here. Lawrence played a pretty good game, had the one interception towards the end there, but on it, you know, it was he it was the offensive line didn't pick up the assignment on the blitz, so he was forced to get rid of it earlier than he wanted to and resulted in kind of the game ceiling turnover there. But overall I'd I'd say I'd say a great game. Uh how'd you, how'd you find this one, Bob? I th- I think it was a good performance from both sides, really. Yeah, it it looked like a good game. Uh, well, I I watched most of it. Um, yeah. you know, with Mahomes going down there for a while, mm. leaving, you know, having to leave the game. Good old Chad Henney coming in from <laughs> Dolphins he, legend. Look, Dolphins legend. Did he go to Chad. Michigan? Yeah, he went to Michigan. The Dolphins drafted yeah. him in the sec. That's like the first quarterback I remember as a kid. I think I was probably uh nine, eight or nine years old when he was drafted, and so he was my first like. Dolphins quarterback experience really uh yeah. <laughs> so he's he's like he's a myth almost like he's he one is. of those guys who you never see him you rarely see him come out because Mahomes is is pretty durable oh yeah and Very. but but you do you do see him come out on occasion we saw him I think Mahomes got hurt a couple seasons ago mm-hmm. when Chad Henney had yep. to kind of take yep. them I think into the playoffs he did I was um, I forget I think you're I forget what it was because you're definitely right it was either into the playoffs or in the middle of the playoffs he like came right. I forget what it was exactly I think it was probably 2021 uh where that happened but uh yeah no you're you're right he is he's truly the man the myth the legend when I heard uh the broadcast say he's 37 years old I was like wait really I was I was like am I am I that old because <laughs> I was I still remember him getting drafted like that was my first first quarterback like I said you know he was 2008 Dolphins uh and he was pretty bad pretty <laughs> pretty horrendous actually in in Miami it was it, we gave him one too many seasons honestly like he, he was just bad from the get go but he's been a phenomenal backup quarterback and Mahomes and Kelsey were giving him all the praise at the end of the game for that 98 yard touchdown drive while Mahomes was in the locker room so yeah. credit to him hey like he you know some, some guys some guys are just better backups Nick Foles you know your Cooper Rush <laughs> your Colt McCoys yeah. you know those are the guys that you're never gonna give them that big contract uh because they can't start every game but boy when they come in they know that offense like the back of their hand 
they are ready to dial in. They know all the players. They can go through any rotation. So definitely a very nice luxury in the NFL to have a veteran backup, uh, especially in a non-Shanahan system. As we've seen, Shanahan is just the best at any quarterback in the system. But you'll see a lot of teams fall apart uh, if the starter goes down. Dolphins very notably so. Teddy Bridgewater was not the backup answer we were, we were looking for. Uh, and Skylar Thompson, you know, he played about as good as he could as a rookie. But just as a, you know... Big props to Chad Henning because the backup quarterback is an important position. And you saw the praise from uh, Kelsey and Mahomes at the end of that game. They were giving him so much credit. So you love to see the the good vibes in the quarterback room and just all around on the team. And just overall, Chiefs played phenomenal. Isaiah Pacheco, he had a great game too. 12 carries for 95 yards. If we hit him with the Bayless stat, he's got 11 for about 55. So still phenomenal uh, yard, you know, yards per carry there. So he really has turned it on at the back end of the season. I think he could be a sneaky good fantasy pickup next year uh, in the draft. Obviously, still Jarek McKinnon there too. So that's always that's tough competition because he's <laughs> phenomenal as well. But uh, to to get on the uh, Chiefs like for the last point, and that's just Kelsey. Kelsey is the difference maker at the end. Mahomes and Kelsey, it's not fair. The whole first drive was Kelsey. Kelsey. He he had four catches in the first drive and a touchdown. It's and then the next you know the next next drive. I think Henny is the one who threw him the second touchdown. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was Henny threw him the second touchdown. So Kelsey, it's just uncoverable. Him and Mahomes' chemistry is phenomenal. And then Chad Henney goes in there and has great chemistry with him as well. So like, how do you stop that? If, if you are if you are the Bengals this week, Bob, what, what are you doing about Travis Kelsey? Because you've you got to do something. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what you're going to – I don't have an answer. I don't think anybody really has an answer <laughs> yeah, for Travis yep. Kelsey. Um, he's just – he's literally one of my – if he – Outside of no, honestly, he's probably my favorite player in the entire league. Like, understandably so. Considering <laughs> Falcons and even Bills, like Travis Kelsey is probably he is that guy for me. I have always loved him. I try and draft him every year in fantasy. <laughs> I, I just, yep, I just love the dude. He, like, the reason that I would cheer for the Chiefs would be solely for for Travis Kelsey. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I don't think. I, the Bengals, I think the only way that they can beat Travis Kelsey is if they score more points than Kansas City. <laughs> That's it. Right. That's, there is no answer. The answer is you got to win, but how do you win if they have Travis Kelsey? Yep. You just throw the football in the end zone more times to somebody other than, you know, I mean, you don't have Travis yeah. Kelsey. So. Oh, it's, it's I mean, they got the Bengals. Hayden Hurst has been great for them yeah. um, as of late. He's been a, he's been a big surprise, a former Falcon. Um, love to see him doing well. Oh yeah, no, but, it's um, that's so true. He's no Travis Hurst, Kelsey. Hayden Hurst was playing a great game. Still no Kelsey. You're right, but man, that's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun matchup. Like you couldn't ask for a better game. And I mean, with that being said, we'll just go right into it. We'll keep it in the AFC here and go Bengals and Bills. And the Bills that that game against the Dolphins was not a fluke at all. The Bills got absolutely no. run through by the Bengals. It mm-hmm. it was that not to mention, so this was a 27 to 10 game. That sounds a lot closer than the game was because one, the Bills got bailed out of that Josh Allen fumble, not incomplete. No way that was an incomplete pass if if you were watching that live. It's like our arm all the way back just barely starting to move forward and that ball's already gone. They give them the benefit of the doubt. That's, you know, incomplete pass for the Bills. So 
and then they take away the touchdown for Jamar Chase. I'm sure you saw all the hubbub about that with Jamar in the back of yeah. the end zone. Two, two feet down, control, loses control when he goes to the ground, but then you, you get it. So let me pose this to you because this, this is a crazy – I had a good discussion with someone on this where – so the rules of a touchdown, right, is no matter what happens, if the ball crosses the plane, that is a touchdown. A player can quarterback sneak, jump over the pile, put the ball over the line, and lose the fumble like while in the air. But if the ball crosses the line, that's a touchdown. So how in the right. world was Jamar Chase with two feet down control in the back of the end zone not a touchdown even though he, he didn't survive the ground, which I know is their rule of the catch, but in the end zone, it feels like they need to make that adjustment because we're talking at the one yard line. It just has to break the plane and then anything could happen after that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting, you know, semantics on that one, because like, mm-hmm. I understand the whole surviving the ground to make it, you know, to, to count it and the count yeah. as a catch. Um, because you know, you're, you're throwing the ball rather than, running it where all you have to do is cross the goal line exactly, and, and exactly. it does make, make it a little it, harder yeah right it, but it, it's also like i don't know because I, i'm trying to think if like chase caught that ball at the one and then reached across yep the goal line but somebody punched it out like touchdown it, it would still count as a touchdown <laughs> exactly or even if he caught it and dove into the end zone and as he was diving, you know, loses the football. It's still crosses the plane. It's still a touchdown. It's yeah. like it's just situational where things like that don't really get exposed until until it happens. Exactly. Um, I think that's the perfect way to put it. It's one of those rules that I don't think that you notice until, like you just said, it happens, right? Because now the NFL is like, oh shoot, yeah, I guess that is a little contradicting <laughs> if he has yeah, two feet down with the ball. Yeah, like it's that and roughing the passer this year. It, though. Exactly. They yeah. they can't change it unless they make like a end zone specific clause, basically. Yeah. And, you know, that's a whole nother story. But, you know, just to stay stay on the topic of the game, regardless of those two, uh, we'll call them gimmies from <laughs> from the officiating crew there. The Bengals had no issue rolling. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was getting like seven yards a carry, dude. The buff. The Bills had no answer like. I, I don't. They're not. They don't even have a bad front seven. I don't feel like you know you. That D line was one of the scariest D lines, like from my memory of early in the season. Uh, whenever Miami was playing against, them, they were getting blown up left and right. Uh, games against the Patriots, Mac Jones was on the ground all day long. So this Bills D line really kind of fell apart, and you could definitely caught point it to the cause of Von Miller being out for the season, right? But as a Bills fan, that. That wouldn't make you feel any better because guess what? Von Miller's still getting paid 140 million to to be in, like he is a huge reason for the, this cap hit and obviously the injury is not his his fault by any means. But you gotta look at that D line and think, man, it can if one player makes that much of a difference, maybe we should be looking around at every position on the defensive line because you know lo- losing one guy and then just being that ineffective, it was it was brutal. Joe Burrow had pretty much time like he you had time all day long i think he he got yeah he got sacked one time in the game joe mixon had 20 carries for 105 yards with a long of 16 so mixon was just gunning it down their throat all day long but it really felt like they were they were helpless what would you feel like watch watching that defense yeah it was it was 
it was bad. And it was tough to watch the offense, too. It was just we, we put up 10 points. Like, Stefan and Josh, I, I saw the video on, on the sideline. Yeah, they were beefing. Uh, Diggs the yelling at Josh or something like that. I don't even know what was going on, just the frustration. Yep. Diggs, I guess, wasn't wasn't getting the ball as much as he wanted to. Like, uh, I don't really know what was going on. I, I usually feel like Josh is, is a really intelligent quarterback and makes the right throws, and him and Stefan have a really good relationship. So I don't know what happened there with the offense. I it put up to put up ten points being the Buffalo Bills is abysmal. I understand the yeah. weather conditions. It was snowing, but the Bengals put up twenty seven. If they can put up twenty seven on your home exactly. field playing in snow that you have played in that you play in regularly. Yeah. It's just it, I don't know what happened. Defense it, like defense wasn't there, offense wasn't there. I just I don't know. I, I I don't know what the answer would have been, or if there even would have been an answer. Yep. The Bengals seem like they're uh, they're rolling and they're going to be tough to stop. Um, I'd say against you know against the Chiefs this upcoming weekend. I th- mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit oh, yeah. about who we got in those For matchups. Sure. Oh, we got a we got a great AFC Championship game. But yeah, no, you're you're totally right. The the offense wasn't really clicking either. Uh, you know, Allen had a pretty I mean, pretty standard interception on it. Like it was definitely, it was definitely, you know, on his read there. But yeah, they they couldn't run the ball. They were struggling passing the ball. You know, and it's not even like Allen is just tunnel visioning on Stephon Diggs, right? Stephon did have the highest amount of targets at ten, but you he had 40, 42 pass attempts, and it went between ten different receivers. So like they're trying to make things work across the board, but. Something something happened in the last like two three weeks with the Bills like they they like and this is what didn't I look right they just didn't look right and this I bring it all the way back to this is what happens when you're crowned the Super Bowl champion in July like this this is yeah. always the story the only team that I think has ever overcome that is the Patriots and even some of the seasons they won the Super Bowl people were saying oh this is the year Tom Brady's done the Patriots are done and then they go right back and do it again you know so. It's just the I don't know if the expectations or, or what's going on, but something was not clicking with that team, and it's it's frustrating because usually as a fan, it's it's usually pretty easy to point out, right? Like, oh hey, uh, you know, Tua is playing pretty bad, or oh hey, this coach is calling the you know Mike McDaniel's calling the wrong plays, or hey, this and that. The Bills just across the board looked. It almost looked like they were playing on a short week. It looks like they played on Sunday and they had to travel to Cincinnati on a Thursday night, right? Like it, it really, it just looked like nothing was there. So not not taking away anything from the Bengals because they played just they went in there and, and took care of business. The Bengals looked unfazed that entire game. You know, blizzards coming down. Joe Burrow still puts up two forty two, two touchdowns, no fumbles, no picks, sacked once. Like he. He played a phenomenal game. So credit to the Bengals' offense, and not only that, but their defense for for holding them to ten. You know, like that's credit to the defense there. But yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Where the the Bills offensively just looked like they were lost, right? Like you couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't, I didn't know what what was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and did you see that quote from Brandon Bean, the Bills GM, about uh, the, talking about how yeah. you know, like you know, there's got to be some lean year, like. If they would have basically saying because they have been playoff contenders and they've been pretty good the last few yeah. seasons, they they ha- didn't have the opportunity to go. He, he basically was like, I'd love to have Jamar Chase on my team. 
but you know, basically yeah. we've been competing for for years i say years for the last yeah. couple of years whereas the bengals haven't so they were able to get a guy like jamar chase in the draft rather than i mean you know they wouldn't they wouldn't got stefan yeah but he's i mean and he's great i, I love stefan but it's just like it's the price you pay when you're when you're a playoff contender. The last several years, you don't get those cream of the crop, you know, the picks, draft picks and everything. It, yeah, yeah. And and on honestly, I I think he made a great point. But then you got to look, and I, and I hate to say this too because Brandon, B, you know, Bill's GM, he's gone on the Pat McAfee show and opened up a lot about the behind the scenes. And I've watched some of his clips and uh, and just watched his whole segments. And he's a really you know, intelligent, interesting guy. But it's like. Who's, whose fault is that? You know, like, wh- why why don't they have the cap space? Why don't, you know, because we, do you have so much money tied up in Stefan Diggs and Von Miller? You know, this, I saw the best quote today, and this is, uh, I won't harp on Brandon Bean too much, but this is, this is the best quote I saw, is every quarterback wants to be Tom Brady, but nobody wants to get paid like Tom Brady. Because for a decade, more than a decade, Brady was never, never once in the top five highest paid, top this. You know, he was constantly, the only news that was coming out about Brady's contracts was he's taking a pay cut here, taking a pay cut here. Belichick goes out, gets the McCordy twins, Dante Hightower, like Vince Wilfork paying those. Got Like he's paying the big boys on defense that, that can keep them in those games. And then people turn around and give Tom Brady crap and say, oh, you know, you got bailed out by your defense defense bailed out by your defense but I think like I hope this is a, a big revolution because how many years in a row now has it been oh the top five highest paid quarterbacks aren't in the playoffs I feel like I see that graphic every year now for the last few because it's Kirk Cousins it's Aaron Rodgers it's been Matt Ryan it's been Jared Goff like we're and and it's so true like there's never the highest paid quarterback in the NFL is in the is in the Super Bowl uh, you know or in the playoffs with the exception really of Patrick Mahomes but Mahomes was doing it on a rookie deal too before he got his not to mention he has a 10-year deal so Mahomes isn't like any other contract that is a lifetime (laughs) lifetime Chiefs contract there so it's it just really goes to show like you maybe it's time all these gms start looking in the mirror like damn maybe maybe i don't want to give lamar jackson 300 mil maybe i let him walk somewhere else because if i can get a guy who is a more you know more than service serviceable but not mvp money type and then spend the rest around the offense and around the defense like the patriots did for years winning super bowls like i don't know how nobody's caught on to it but for some reason you know contracts make the news contracts are all the talk I'm always I'm always going to be pro player too. You you got to be pro player if you're a fan because you just you want you want everyone out there, right? But it's getting to the point where I think some players got to look in the mirror too. It's like, listen, do you want to be the highest paid or do you want to be a Super Bowl champion, right? Like, and let me pose you this question: Will Joe Burrow be the guy to do that? Will he be the guy to take the pay cut so that his other guys on the team can eat? Because Joe is going to be up here in, in yep. I don't know if it's next year or the, the year after. Next, yeah, and next people, year I think. Is it next year? Mm-hmm. And people are saying he's going to command money. Yeah, which he will because he's. I mean, he's shown what he can do, but he has done it in Cincinnati mm-hmm. the last two years. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They fell short. Do mm-hmm. you think that Joe Burrow could be the next guy to do that, the Tom Brady esque thing, and take the pay cut? 
I I'm not sure because he's coming from the generation of quarterbacks still that it's uh, secure your bag, secure your bag, right? Yeah. So I I really don't think if anyone's going to do it of the of the upcoming like QB rookie class to get paid, I could see a Jalen Hurts taking that. I could see I could absolutely see Burrow doing it because Burrow knows how much they're paying for that offensive line, how much they're paying for some of their DBs, and not only that, but T. Higgins is a free agent this offseason off his rookie contract. Are the Bengals going to be able to pay T. Higgins knowing that they have Jamar and Burrow on the next year? That's yet to be seen, and and we'll see. But no, I'm totally with you. I definitely think that should be more openly talked about. It's not that GMs and, and the big man upstairs is trying to screw the player over. It's that... They need you need to win Super Bowls, not games. No one gets you know you get pats on the backs for winning games. You get long term contracts and you know secured financial stability. And you got to start posing it like this, right? What's better, a four year, two hundred million dollar deal that you might fizzle out of at year three and four, and then you're done in the NFL or gone to a backup, or then you just go the you know the uh, the route of just bouncing from team to team, trying to find your stride again? Or can you be that, like, granted, Mahomes' contract is massive, but he's like, hey, 10 years, spread that thing out. Can more quarterbacks do that and say, listen, I want to be here. I want to play here. I do want to get paid, but listen, I'm young. Let's spread that thing out. Spread it all the way. Matt Ryan did that for years. Matt Ryan was constantly, you know, reworking his contract to push the money onto the back end because he knew they had a Super Bowl team, right? And that's why the Falcons had to get rid of him at the end because eventually Matt Ryan's payday came and they couldn't afford it because that was like 50, 54 mil, right? Something crazy like that. So yeah. I, I think more quarterbacks definitely need to start looking in that regard. And I, I know a lot of people would disagree, but that, that is seriously a, a, a heavy topic and one that we'll definitely get into more as free agency comes around the corner because, you know, two is in the same boat. Two is going to get his, they'll probably pick up his option this year. And then this year is going to be his absolute judgment year i think this past season was you know okay we know he's good we know he can be like great elite quarterback then the year after that is it going to be like a burrow situation are they both going to go chasing the bag or are they going to say hey i love i love this you know i love this team i love this city let's you know i want my money but let's you know spread it out let's push it you know do whatever you need to do to help me keep the team good right yeah so it really is something to look into, and you know we'll pop into the next game here on the quarterback that I think will do that. That being Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts, he's a great quarterback, but man, that Eagles team is loaded. They are yep. loaded. It's every everywhere you look. There's there's a another. Oh, how how can they afford him? How can they afford him? <laughs> right, like their defense: Hassan Reddick, Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox, C.J. Gardner Johnson, Jordan Davis, still on that rookie deal, but he's playing damn good. Like Nicobe Dean, even You're like right. You got you got so many big names. James Bradbury that the Eagles have stayed clowning on the Giants because the Giants cut Bradbury. The Eagles picked him up, and he's been locked down for the Eagles since then. Uh, so the Eagles, they have an incredible team. I didn't even mention an offensive player too. Notice like that is all defense and that those are all Mm -hmm. some nice future or current contracts. So, uh, this Eagles giants game, I don't think there's too much to get into, right? This was a a snoozer, an absolute snoozer. The the, the giants defrauded the frauds that were the Vikings and then got defrauded themselves (laughs) because the Eagles, 
absolutely embarrass them. And I was kind of pulling. I'm like, yeah. hey, man, Giants are right. We were saying last week, Giants are hot at the right time. Giants, yeah. uh, you know, didn't even – they were close with the Eagles in week 18, didn't even play their starters. Like, this is the time for the Giants to say, we're not frauds. Like, we're here to play. And, man, I, I would almost rather a better draft pick than what I, what I watched on Saturday. Like, that was ugly. Ugly, ugly. Thirty-eight to seven, our, our final score. Did, did you have any takeaways from that game that you saw there, Bob? No, I think that was the only game that I didn't watch too. And I, Good for I you. just, yeah, <laughs> I turned it off at uh, halftime. It was, it yeah. was horrendous. It was fourteen-zero in the blink of an eye. Like we're talking ten minutes in uh, to the fourth quarter, so around the five-minute mark. And it was fourteen-zero, and and then the Giants punted immediately after that. It was like what? Did the Giants remember they have a game today? Like, what's <laughs> what's going on? But I definitely think they got defrauded a bit. Yeah, and I – what do you think about um, Dable here? Like, that's – for all the hype he was getting, that's – oof. For a team that you've played twice the, in the year already, too. It's not even like you yeah. got surprised by anything. <laughs> yeah, I think – I mean – I think he's proved himself this year. I think he's still got some. For sure. They've still got some things to work out with that roster, and um, but man, he took this team further than I thought they were going to go this year. So I was impressed with him, um, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be there for a little bit. Uh, oh yeah. I don't think they're they're they're. I think people are pretty pleased with what he did. Obviously, that at, like that the whooping that they got was you know doesn't make him look good it's but one they'll remember. i'm sure it's one. <laughs> fans are like hey he got us this far of course we fell phenomenally short but um they, they got some they got some bright spots in, in the coming years so yeah on the up definitely i think they're still figuring out a lot and granted they they struggled with injuries this year and and man they got to figure that receiving core out you can't trade like it's that richie james phenomenal uh they, they had some injuries on the receiving core all year long as well but man you really gotta figure that out because i mean daniel jones he just he looked lost it was 15 for 27 135 yards and a pick on saturday um and yeah i i think you're absolutely right though no one expected anything from the giants this year uh and they granted they finished nine seven and one as well so they you know i definitely finished above expectations i think yeah but they you know, credit to them. They smoked the Vikings out of their own building, right? They went on the road, did that to the Vikings. But they, man, on the road into into Philly, that's that's a tough one. That's a t- that's your neighboring rival, and man, Philly let them have it. You could you could see the difference in the rosters. We'll say that. That's that's what it is. I think I think you're right. Dable Dable almost took them over the limit, right? That he took them over their ceiling. So then when they had to sit over their ceiling for more than a week they just got rained on it was right. it was an absolute massacre out there but giants you know they'll build they'll figure it out uh yeah. now danny dimes his contract is coming up right what do you what do you do you don't pay him a lot you can't pay him you a lot. can't he hasn't shown hardly anything it's had a it's, this is the first season where it's been above half decent borderline above half decent yeah like like you like could, a top twenty argue, guy, but you wouldn't say he's a top ten ever. Like no, not even no. remotely close to that discussion. But I think he's one of those guys, like you were talking about. He's not like 
He's not a superstar quarterback, but he's one of those guys who you can pay a, a, a semi-decent salary. Uh, you know, he can take a nice pay cut, and he can – not a pay cut. He, you can pay him appropriately because he's not that superstar guy. Yeah. But he could get you results. He can take you into the playoffs, and he could win you some games. Definitely, so. it'll be he'll be he'll be a really interesting story because I believe Saquon is also up. I saw something on Twitter the other day saying Saquon of the Dolphins, and I was like, I mean that'd be sick, but we don't have the money for him. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's gonna want a bag, and and there is there are no more bags to go around in Miami. Those have those have all been secured. So there's definitely you know we got free agency cuts and re-signings looming, so we know that's gonna change the whole cap area, but. Yeah, they uh, they got Saquon and Daniel Jones coming up here. Daniel Jones interests me contract wise because I agree where I I think he's one of those guys. You, you know, hey hey Danny Dimes, we'll give you like three years, thirty eight mil, something like that. But then it brings the question of how long do you want to commit to him, right? Because you're not going to give him a Mahomes ten year, but he's also mm-hmm. proven a little more to the point where you can't hit him with a, hey, we'll give you a one year or two year. He would never agree to that, right? There's, there are right. teams out there that would pay him because we're in a pretty quarterback desperate <laughs> time right now as we'll see this, yeah. this coming free agency. There are a lot of teams out there who still really got to find their guy. Um, so... It'll be really interesting to see his future, and you know we'll we'll definitely cover that as free agency and everything comes around. And with that being said, we'll pop into the last game here uh, with Cowboys Niners. This was man a debacle. I don't know if you saw the Cowboys official Twitter. You saw that whole story. It's, no, I, I don't. I don't oh, know. Oh, get this. Was it about the last play of the game? Is it? Ha- does it have to do with even, that? Even even worse. So the Cowboys really? official Twitter account came out let me let me i need to read it quote for quote here uh it was it was absolutely brutal this is the dallas cowboys square profile gold check mark right next to him there's no scams going on here elon's twitter's got this locked down these are the cowboys there's no no frauds here and they tweet out at the end of this game it was a 19 to 12 game so very very close uh niners did not smoke them credit to the dallas defense uh, but yep. here is what the Cowboys official Twitter account said, and I just want to get your initial – I'm going to get your knee-jerk reaction here because it's oof. This tweet starts off, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers. In a matchup, the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't generate self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> Hashtag Dallas San Fran. Hashtag Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Dang. Dang. That's tough. And you know Jerry Jones approved that. You know nothing in that building goes without Jerry Jones' stamp of okay. <laughs> so not only did Jer- Jerry also cancel his radio show. You know, he goes on the radio show every Tuesday, you know, win, win, lose, or draw during the season. He's always consistent. He's been, you know, uh, he's got a lot of fame over the years of some of the quotes he said on that show after an ugly loss. He'll get pissed and, and talk on this show, but canceled his appearance on the show this Tuesday, which is unprecedented. He, ne- he never does that and has this tweet out here. That's That sounds like a fan. Like that, that truly sounds like a fan talking. Like, oh yeah. man, Dak gave it away twice. We were so close. We would have beat them if we didn't, you know, throw two interceptions. You don't have to like, and and that's really all you could say because that was, you know, a very close game. But what what are your reactions to to that tweet and just the game overall? Because I I found that to be pretty hilarious. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like an somebody 
wrote an article. Yep. And, like that exactly. was that was exactly. But it it shouldn't have been the Dallas Cowboys to do that. Like to like, it sounds like a like an ESPN article that you would yeah. read. It doesn't sound like it'd be something from the Dallas Cowboys, which is just interesting. For the organization, yeah, I think. yeah, for real, calling out their own, yeah, um, ripping into yeah. their own, not even saying, yeah. oh, Tony Pollard got injured or oh, this you know receivers dropped the butt, like just ripped into Dak, just said, hey, you're a quarterback yeah. here, take this lashing, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's not like. It's not like that. It's wrong. Like, yeah. There, it's, no, exactly. It's right. That's the funniest part. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. Just... It's not off base, but oof! They really, they didn't hold anything back, to Right. <laughs> no. And then the last play of the game, where Dak threw it to, didn't even give it give it a shot oh, downfield. Yeah. Just threw it over the middle of the field. I, I don't even know. It was CD who caught it. I don't even know who it was. It, Turpin. It, like he... just threw it to Turpin when he had. Two, like that play as ugly as it was if you freeze frame that you had ty hilton on the left with three offensive linemen running free in front of him and you had cd on the other side with two two linemen with him so right you had some options to and listen like we all know nothing was going to happen but the miami miracle happened so who knows you know we've seen yeah. cra- we've seen crazier stuff in college football if you remember that play with the laterals on the kickoff where the team started coming out onto the field during it because they thought the play was over uh and yeah. then it get, like we've seen crazier things in football for them to just throw that play away you know what i mean it yeah. was all-time bad play call number one i felt bad for zeke staying in there he was the only one on the line and he just got leveled <laughs> absolutely leveled by by the niners linebacker there it's jam it was just brutal and really the niners showed a little weakness in this game too i think they they really struggled in the red zone um they you know debo was kept in check and this dallas defense did more than their job because both turnovers i believe the cowboys actually held them to field goals on both of those turnovers that uh you know the two interceptions deck through so aside from that kittle drive i'm sure you know the one i'm talking about where kittle's just all over the field bobbling the ball catch you know he was yeah yeah he was all over the place Getting the viewership up or whatever yeah he, said. he wanted to increase the viewership oh no kidding no yeah. kidding he was <laughs> that's absolutely what, what he was playing at but man yeah. it's the niners did not roll them like we both thought they would they did still cover no. the spread so thankfully because that was my bet of the week so love to see that <laughs> but but uh, yeah, makes me nervous for the for the Eagles matchup. I'll tell you that. It, much. Yeah, it it, I, I, it doesn't I make agree. me nervous. I think it'll be a good game. It is scary that they have to go to Philly, right? That's and, yeah. and granted, they they get lucky. They haven't had to bounce around the country, so they've been in San Fran for the last three weeks now. So I'm sure they'll just make it a quick day trip, right? They will leave on Saturday or leave, you know, late Friday. Uh, to go to this Eagles game, so I don't think the travel will will impact them too much. But man, it, it does make you think. Like man, the Eagles really just like rallied the Giants. Um, and granted, yeah. granted, the Cowboys have a much better defense than the Giants. The the Cowboys they're going to have some interesting decisions on the contract side of the ball too this upcoming season. Um, Dak as well. And let's let's end the show with a great question. Can you move forward with Dak Prescott, or have you seen the ceiling? Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't know because, like, we saw Cooper Rush come in and play a really, like, a really good stretch of games there, and you're like, 
oh, Cooper Rush is the answer. He's the answer. He's the mm-hmm. answer. And then Dak comes back, and he looks okay. And then they go, and they win a bunch of games. And then they're in the playoffs, and they're playing pretty well. I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know what it's going to take. I really don't know if you're the Cowboys. I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe, maybe it is time to to cut ties with Dak and and try something else. But I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. He exactly. is. I just don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is there. They I couldn't tell they you. are in the all time dilemma that every NFL fan out there at some decade or five year period in, in your life, everyone has had a quarterback like this before. And I'll use the most recent example being Kirk Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins on a box score is a pretty solid quarterback, um, but he cannot shake the playoff monkey off his back. How many playoff runs has it been now for the Vikings in the last five years? How many? Like, how many more playoff runs are you going to say, Kirk's our guy, he just needs to, he just, you know, needs to do this or needs to do that? Like, it's a question of, how many more chances can can you give can you give an ex that keeps screwing up right how how many more times can you keep going back and saying oh, i love you all right let's let's try good old number 6 here we go <laughs> it's it really is just a a case of the toxic relationship like you you just can't shake it jimmy g very notably in sanford they were making playoff runs and making strides but He's never won the big game, and everyone has said that for his whole career. Like, you've you've known Jimmy G's not going to win the big game. You know Kirk Cousins isn't going to win the big game. You know Dak Prescott isn't going to win the big game. Like, this was a very winnable game, uh, and it was on the offense. It absolutely was on the offense. This defense held a Niners team that has been rolling, guys, for the last eight weeks since Purdy came in. They held them to 19 points, and... Like quite honestly, two turnovers led to led to six of those, right? If not, I could be wrong. It could be ten. I I've got to re rewatch the vod, but uh, you know your defense did everything they could, and still nothing. And you know, it's it's just one of those things where Dak is better than the rest. It's it's similar to Daniel Jones, like we were just talking about. He's better than the rest, but he's not the best. Like he, it's it's yeah. just an awkward scenario, and in the NFL today. When you have an elite defense, sometimes it's worth it to just just say screw it. We're going out there. We're gonna find you know. We're getting a guy. We're getting a new guy in here. We need some fresh blood. We need a new look. And on top of that, I'm interested to see what happens with Kellen Moore because if you were, if you remember mm. from last season when we started, you know when we started this podcast, we were both and the rest of the media and not to mention he was getting the interviews. Everyone was on the Kellen Moore train of head coach, head yep. coach, head coach stays another year in Dallas on offense and their offense was very lackluster. Dak missed how many get like six games this season and was tied for the lead in interceptions, like 15 interceptions and he only played and he played six less games That's than a tough. lot of guys. Like I I it's frustrating cuz I like Dak. I I really do, but I don't love Dak and it 29 going on 30 now it's like we talk i still remember talking about it on our podcast last year with that 27 to 29 year old range right it's either your career is kind of fizzling out or hey you can go get that one year deal somewhere and really show them that you still have something left in the tank right and that's that's kind of what dak's going so i'm in the i'm in the opinion of blow that offense up blow that offense up get you know 
for some reason, Michael Gallup wasn't getting targets this year, even though he's been phenomenal for them in the past. For some reason, they ran the ball a lot more with Cooper Rush and let Cooper Rush like make confident throws. And then when Dak's in there, for some reason, they're throwing the ball on first, second, and third down. Like something is off when Dak is in there. And it's not all his fault. I definitely don't think so. But I think it's time for a change of scenery for the both of them. I think you gotta you gotta call this break up the last one, and you know Dak can go be great somewhere else, and the Cowboys can start their search because we've got a pretty loaded QB class in terms of high potential guys that'll be there in the second and third round, right? And the Cowboys will still have their first round pick late in the first, so who knows what uh, what they could get on the board here? But it'll be really interesting. It'll be really really interesting. I think. For sure. Absolutely. Dak will, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do, but he'll find a nice home somewhere if he goes somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's it's just time. So with that being said, we'll, we'll leave you guys with those final thoughts on the game. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything coming into this weekend. You, you know what you need to do on Sunday from 3 o'clock to 10 o'clock. You're not moving because you're sitting on the couch and you're watching Niners-Eagles at 3. That's going to be a killer game. And then we've got Cincy, Kansas City at 6.30. And you know what? I I really think the NFL, the NFL, hey, that, that NFL playoff bracket, it did it did good things this year. All four of it these did. all four of these teams are almost identical odds to win the Super Bowl. They're all sitting at plus two forty, plus two fifty, plus two sixty. So that's a great sign if even Vegas isn't like, oh, there's a clear, like, oh, obviously the Eagles are gonna smoke either of those guys and then this right. guy too, right? Like the NFL playoff bracket, it worked out this year. So last comment before before we head off here, Bob, who's your Super Bowl champion? Two words. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. I got the Eagles. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs. Let's wow. see an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl. I'd love to see it. Wow. <laughs> I love the Bengals, so I'm a little scared on the Chiefs. I won't yeah. lie. I'm a little scared because the Bengals are I hot. I think I got the Bengals the, in that The one. Bengals are hot, but yeah. ooh, I'm going to take the Chiefs, and, and I'll take I'll take the Eagles as well. We'll get this. We'll get the Curtin Bob Super Bowl matchup that we've been waiting for. <laughs> cool. So with I'm that, looking forward to it, Kurt. Yeah, with that being said, we'll leave you guys to it. Everyone enjoy some great football. Appreciate it. We got three games left, guys. Three games left until a long drought. So get out there, watch some football on Sunday, and we will catch you guys next week to recap all the madness. See you guys.